This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, I feel it's one step forward and two steps back after a win in midweek against top of the league Wigan, followed by what can only be described as an abysmal performance against Oxford, which ended in a 2-1 defeat thanks to a last-minute goal. Now, before we talk about those two games, I'll bring the others uh, into the mix. As, as ever, I'm joined by former Al Giles Cook. Uh, Giles, mate, how are you? You alright? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Other than absolutely knackered. Yeah, a long drive today, uh, nephew's birthday party, but you know, you've got to do these things sometimes, don't you? Yeah, for those listening, it's uh, it's really late on Sunday night, so if I do fall asleep halfway through, it's not because um, it's not because Giles is boring me to death, it's it's because it's, <laughs> it's really late on, so uh, this is what we do to get these uh, episodes out for you uh, on, a, on a Monday morning. Um, yeah, now it's not just me and uh, me and Giles this week. I'm delighted to say that we're joined by another former Owl. Um, he made 88 appearances, scoring 18 goals and from left-back, may I add. Uh, it's none other than uh, Rita Johnson, everyone. Uh, thanks for coming on, Rita. Uh, how are you, mate? You all right? Hi, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm happy and busy to be with you tonight. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, still keep an eye on all Sheffield Wednesday results, do you? Yes, of course, of course. I think everyone know, like, uh, I'm a big fan of the club. So since my day one, so I have to follow them and I will keep following them for a long time, I hope. Yeah, I mean, we'll come on to it in a bit, but um, do you want to come and do a job at left back for us, mate? Oh, I don't think I would be great right now. <laughs> well, I don't know. You could be, well, I say we'll come on to it a bit later on, but uh, yeah, we're struggling in that uh, in that department, to be, uh, to be perfectly honest. Yes, yes, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, b- before we get things off, first of all, I just want to send our condolences to uh, Jose Semedo, whose wife passed away earlier this week. Uh, obviously, our thoughts are with you, Jose. I know we had you on in, on the podcast, uh, you know, a few months back, and obviously, you know, I mean, it was a fitting tribute to him when everyone chanted his name um, and chanted, you know, and sang the song in the sixth minute uh, on Saturday, uh, and then obviously dedicating that goal uh, that Patson scored as well. Um, Obviously, it's just a shame we just couldn't top it off with a win. Um, and to be honest, that probably was the only positive thing that came from uh, that game on uh, on Saturday. Now, you both played with uh, Semedo, didn't you? Um, is that right? Yeah, both both played with him. What a man. Um, 
yeah, I'm still absolutely devastated um, when I heard the news. Uh, me and Rita were speaking earlier today saying, yeah, what what a lovely guy he was and and how sad we are. Uh, Rita even mentioned saying that he couldn't he couldn't even write a message to him. And, and it's the same, you know, when you build up that relationship with someone and something so sad happens, it's very difficult to to speak about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, f- I feel like we're missing someone like him now, you know, uh, in, the, in the team, someone that, you know, just like you know, 110% effort in like every single game. I'm not saying that players don't put 110% effort in, but you could see from him, couldn't you? You know, like in, in every game that he played, he was just like, he was just a battler, weren't he, Reader? He's a natural leader, you know, he's someone like everyone would love to have in his, uh, to have in his team. And honestly, just the fact to talk about him right now and uh, the passing of his wife is just hurting me. Like, you know, sometimes things happen and you don't really understand. So I sent him a private text, but it was hard, like like I said to Jairus, to go on the social media and to talk about it. And honestly, it's... yeah. There is no walls, like you say, Jairus. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it was, it was just nice that Sheffield Wednesday is a family, you know, where everyone has come together to, to, you know, to show our appreciation for him and hopefully, um, hopefully you saw no. that, uh, you know, wherever, wherever he is back in Portugal, I'm guessing, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully you saw that and hopefully that, um, I mean, nothing can make anything better, of, you know, of course, but hopefully he knows that everyone's, uh, everyone's here to support him, of, you know, and everything, which is, uh, which is nice. Now, um, Obviously, we'll talk about uh, the Wigan game because that one came first. Top of the league, we're going to beat them two one. It's, it's just the Wednesday way, isn't it? You know, no, no winning four before that one, and then uh, and then we're going uh, we're going beat them. I mean, before before we talk about the game, like, why is it that that teams like sort of like raise the game against against the top sides? I've said it quite a few times this this season already. The games that we were expected to win against your Morecambe's and you know teams like that, Shrewsbury. We've we've kind of come come like stuck, but we, we're going to Wigan and we and we beat them two one in that second half performance. We're you know we're I won't say it's one of our best performances, but we you know we did a job on Wigan and we we kind of stopped them from playing. I mean, wh- why is that, Giles? Like, do, do you do you see that as you know obviously throughout your you know the time that you've been playing? Um, it can happen sometimes. Uh, we we said it last week, I think that I don't know what it is, but Sheffield Wednesday seem to play better against the harder teams. Um, than the easier teams. Now, whether that's down to the way that the opposition set up, um, or or just the players' mentality, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, I don't know. I, every time I played, I'd 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 always give everything in every game. So for yeah. me, it was always the same. Uh, listen, I don't know the squad of players there. I don't know what the mentality is like in in the dressing room. But it it does seem like when we're coming across the lower, lower, I don't want to disrespect any team, but no, the, lower, course, yeah. the lower teams, we seem to struggle. Um, and even Oxford on the weekend, uh, we, we, we struggled. And I'm not saying Oxford are a lower, a lower team because they're, they're, they're not a bad team at all, but I don't know what it is. I just don't know what it is. Um, and I, I've said it before. I keep saying we've got to give them time. We've got to give them time. But I think now I'm kind of with you, James, that, Time's kind of running out a little bit. We need to start seeing performances week in, week out. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, on that on that Wigan game, I mean, first of all, I don't know if you've seen the goal reader, the first one, but it was comical, the the, the own goal. Uh, I mean, 
sometimes you need a bit of luck in uh, in football. And I feel like th- this season so far, we've not had a great deal of uh, luck. I know you say you make your own luck and, and things like that, but uh, but yeah, I think you know the, the the own goals and gaffes DVD is slowly filling up from uh, from just Wednesday games. And did did you see the goal reader? Yeah, I see the goals. I see the goals, and to, to be fair, I don't think Wednesday need luck. You know, with the quality uh, of the players we've got this season, like we've got some players they could play in a champ. Yeah, we, we, we have to be honest. So I understand what uh, Jace is saying about the mentality. Sometimes, you know, when you when you drop a league, you think it's going to be easy, but it's not happening. You know, every game is a challenge. Every game, so you have to get the right mentality. Like Jay said, you have to play every game. Like you know, like the same, like the same passion and and that was missing, I think, against Oxford. Yeah. Do you think it, do you think it's pressure, reader? Like you know, obviously, you know, Sheffield Wednesday. You know, we've got loads. We've got loads of fans. You know, we've come down. To be honest, when we got relegated, I don't think anyone was expecting anything. But from the signings that we've made, and then the noise that were coming out of the club and stuff, then do you do you think it is a bit of bit of pressure that's kind of Creepy, there is always right? pressure when you play football, but it's a, it's the right pressure. But to be fair, I don't think the lads got any pressure. You know, when you've got the fan base, we've got like, you know, the pressure is off. When you start the game and you hear the fans, there is no more. It's a, it's a right pressure. It's not a pressure like, are we going to lose or something like that? You yeah. know, it's like with 12 players. Honestly, I, I don't know if you remember back in the day, Jace. Honestly, it, it make it easy. Yeah, yeah definitely. of course. When like we, we spoke about this before, when when Hillsborough's rocking, it's unbelievable, right? But when you start losing games, Hillsborough can be quite bad. Yeah, they were they were booze at half time on uh, and I, on Saturday. And that's, exactly, and that's my worry. Where if the booze start creeping in, reader, you know, we've been at the club when things haven't gone well. It's it then gets pressure and it gets tough for players. You know, players then can maybe go hiding, don't want the ball. Don't do certain things, and I will, I will understand that with some young players. But we are not young. We don't yeah, have was like young who will be afraid to be on a pitch. You've got some experienced players who are yeah. on the pitch. I agree. Can, a lot of players played international level. Mm-hmm. You know, pressure is different. It's higher. Mm-hmm. So I won't accept like the fact of the pressure, like because uh, the fans boo. It's it's football, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not the first game as a professional player, so they could handle it easily. But you, now, we talk like that, reader, because when we played, we had a. For me, I felt we had a lot of leaders, a lot of strong players men- mentally that could deal with this. And I know you're talking about that we've got a lot of players at the moment that are playing. Well, have played international in their career or have played a lot higher. But I look at that team, and I don't really think there's a lot of leaders there at the moment. And I said it last week. And I'm going to say it again this week. I, I still don't think that we have we have leaders in in that dressing room, and every team needs leaders. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, talking about leaders, Bannon, the leader, uh, the captain, he, he obviously left out against uh, against Wigan, which I think that was a quite a big uh, a big statement. Whether or not he were well, Darren said he wasn't. Well, I, think, in- I think he did have a niggle. Yeah, before, I said, but- Darren said he wasn't injured, but you know, I, I, I seem I think that. He perhaps was, and he just put him on the bench. Just you know, he, said, he said he wasn't, but you know, as you, as you two probably know, there's a lot of things that managers say that are perhaps 
aren't true. You know what I mean? Like they bend bend the truth a little a little bit and stuff. And uh, yeah, I think I think it, it was it was down to that that injury. But again, it still it still left him out. Uh, it still left him out the side. You know, players have played with injuries, aren't they? You know, important players have the, have the injections and what have you, and they and they play on. But I think that were a, a bit of a, a bit of a statement that um, that we dropped. I mean, we've. You know, we don't like to do the ban and bashing. It crops up every single week, doesn't it, Giles? Uh, recently, but uh, but yeah, I think you know it showed um, it showed on Tuesday against Wigan that we're not a we're not a one man band. Do you know what I mean we're not a, we're not a team that you know we don't have to rely on Barry, Barry Bannon. I mean we made three changes. You know, um, Bannon, Shadipo, and Berahino uh, dropped out. Brown, Dunkley, and, and Patterson came in, um, and they played like a. Four two three one with uh, with Uch playing in that like central defensive midfielder role that he has done uh, done a couple of times and um, I mean on on the whole I think you know we we played all right I mean we didn't it's just the the problem that we've got this season so far is just we're we're not creating enough um, as far as as far as I'm concerned we're not we're not creating the chances and because of course we're not creating the chances we're just not scoring the goals I know we scored two obviously one was an own goal and Patterson took his goal quite well in the uh, in, you know a fantastic finish in the second half but um, but again just it's just that it comes down to that that like creating the chances for me when I go to when I watch Sheffield Wednesday I, I, I don't get excited you know, you know when, you, when for example we had Fernando Forestieri or we had even Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson, Antonio, play, players like that. When when they got the ball, you, you, you knew something was going to happen, didn't you? Do you know what I mean? But but now, I, I don't see anyone in that in that side that gets the ball, and I think, do you know what I mean? They're going to run at the defense, and they're going to you know a couple of stepovers. And I'm not saying that 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 makes a great player, but do, do you know what I mean? I, I I don't see anyone that's that's that exciting. It, it's, the thing is, we have to remember, like, if we come back like one year ago, or just before. Darren come, um, the club was a shamble. Yeah, we have to have to be honest. So the time we need to give some time to the manager to bring his own philosophy. So honestly, I think he will do a great job. I think he is a man for the job. Now we have to give him time because there is some new players. There is some good new players. I, I like Saido, but and I hope he will do well. Yeah, but. We need to give time. Just time will tell us. How how much time do we give, Rita? This yeah. is the thing. When that, you're playing, that, when you're playing for a big club like Sheffield Wednesday, that's the problem. When you play for a club like Sheffield Wednesday, you don't have time. Mm-hmm. You know? But we have to remember, uh, we, we are not fans. We are fans, yes, of course. But we've been players, and yeah. we know, like, when there is a club who was a Chamberlain period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you need like even the atmosphere was wrong as a club. Mm-hmm. So. The thing, the, the, the most important thing is the fans have to stay with the players. That's the most important. Of course. Don't do it, they will kill the club too. Mm. I love the fans and I'm with them, but they have to be behind the boys. If they don't do it, they will be the one who might start to destroy the team. Yeah, mm. I mean, I mean, I'm going to talk about this a bit later, but I might as well, I might as well bring it bring it up now. I'm going to ask, like, is it patience that we that we need? I mean, I've I've kind of fallen foul of it already this season, you know, uh, saying that it needs to be better and things like that. But you know, you you look uh, Ipswich; they're in their third season in League One. They're struggling this season as well, by the way. Charlton; they're exactly the same. Third season; they're struggling. 
Sunderland, it's their fourth season in uh, in League One. Wigan, it's their second season. All right, then two clubs are you know first and second so far after after ten games. But you know another thing as well on both occasions when we got relegated into League One, we didn't we, we didn't come up first time. You know it took us two seasons to get out. You know the first time, what two thousand three two thousand four, we finished sixteenth. You know we only had thirteen wins, nineteen defeats. That were under Chris Turner. Then two thousand ten eleven. When both of you were there, we, you know, the first season we finished 15th, you know, only 16 wins, 20 defeats. Uh, that were under, under Gary Megson, you know, but both times where we, you know, obviously we came up the following season, it took us two, it took us two years. And you look at all the other clubs, I think Hull obviously did it last season. They came down and bounced, bounced straight back up. But you look and, and it doesn't happen to many teams. And I, and I think, you know, do, do we need to just actually have a look and go, I mean, are we, I'll do the preview show. So ne- the next game's Bolton. I've I spoke to uh, one of the journalists for for Bolton, and and he was saying that um, last season in League Two that they, they were they were twentieth at February, and they finished third. Do you know what I mean? Like, are we are we getting? Are we you know? But I think the thing is that I, I don't think if we were twentieth come February, I don't think Darren Moore's still there. Yeah, Burton, uh, Burton, they done a uh, right trust to take uh, Kieran Lee. <laughs> he, yeah. he was. Back. Bolton, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't understand why Kieran Lee is still not at the club. Honestly, no, we, we, we've said this before. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, honestly, you play with him. I play with yeah, him. People don't realize, do they, how good he is? Well, I think we do realize how good. I think I think it was just injuries. I think with 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 Kieran Lee, like you know, he, he picked up a few injuries, didn't he? And then he wasn't playing a great deal, and then he came back. And I don't think it was ever when he came back in the you know that last season, he wasn't quite the player that um, that he was before. Um, yeah, perhaps not. But quite. you feel, but you could feel last season like we were going in League One. So if you kept a player like him in League One, and you know, like he played before in League One, he knows the league, he will be good, and that's what he made with Burton. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, yeah, yeah, he's a, he, he's, he's a class act. He's definitely. A, I mean, he's going to get a good. Um, he's going to get a good ovation on uh, on Saturday when we'll come on to that again. But you know, he, he's. He didn't really get a send off, you know, with the, with the whole COVID and stuff. So it'll be nice, uh, you know. It'd be strange, you know, giving an opposition player such a uh, such a warm welcome. But uh, but no, he'll 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 certainly be well well received. And he's one of them players that um, for me, you didn't know how good he was until he didn't play. Did you, did you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I just one? think he was very underrated. I think what he did for the team, uh, you know, his running off the ball, his work rate his late runs into the box, his goals. He's just, you know, it just seemed like he always made the right decision, made the right decision at the right time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and that's, uh, that's a top player for me. He was, he was uh, N'Golo Kante. He was so quiet. <laughs> yes. He was so quiet. He never had like, so nice. He never had any trouble with any of the players. He was a quiet man. He, he was uh, N'Golo Kante. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Just the quiet guy in the corner. They're the ones you got to watch out for, aren't they? Really? Used <laughs> yeah. to call him the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Now, um, I mean, yeah. Well, on onto the Wigan thing again. Like I've already mentioned about the performance. Like, I, I didn't think it was a fantastic performance, but again, we've come. You know, we've come away with the three points, which is obviously the most important thing. Um, I mean, the goal from Patterson. I've already you know, mentioned it. It were it were a fantastic goal, but again. Like the second half, like we played well, but we we just can't 
I feel like we just can't finish teams off and then we'd like we give a stupid penalty away in, in like what the 80 82nd minute and I must admit I was panicking <laughs> when that goal went in I just thought this is it it's just going to be 2-2 or even 3-2 do, you know, do you know what I mean I, 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 I think that's just I think you know anyone that's listening will probably be you know feeling exactly the same and I just feel like this when you, when you look at the games it's just mistakes that are creeping in it, you know Bailey Peacock Farrell has obviously made quite a few mistakes, which have been uh, obviously you know when a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it's it normally leads to a goal, doesn't it? But you know these these it, it's not is it just like individual errors that are that are creeping in that are that are costing us so far? Well, I don't think so because we're not actually playing well, are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if we were playing well and it was an individual mistakes every week, then you can kind of say, well, you know, it's this player, that player. But in all, the players, in general, sorry, the players aren't performing to as well as they can. So, uh, listen, I, it's very difficult. We're not managers to just sit here and say what team should play or not. It is, it's very difficult, when, especially when players aren't performing. Um, but like Rita said, new tra- it's, it's a new team. There's got to be a period of time where, where you allow the players to gel but how long, I come back to it, how long do we give the players? And Sheffield Wednesday is a massive club, big expectations. And of course, you were talking about the Ipswich, the Charlton, the Sunderlands um, that have taken a long time. But I don't know. I don't know those clubs, but I know Sheffield Wednesday and I know the fans and I know the expectations. They want to go straight back up. They don't want to wait four years. You know, you wait four years at Sheffield Wednesday in League One. (laughs) That's a problem. Yeah, That's yeah. a problem. Big, big problem. I mean, so you, you look, we're, we're like mid-table at the moment. So, say we're mid, say we stay mid, mid-table. With you know, how long? How long does more get? Is it? Is it? If if we're still mid-table next month, is he gone? Is it Christmas? Is it end of the season? I mean, I know I'm not saying um, in terms of. Do you think he'll like? Not like should he go? But would he? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, how long's Chancery going to? going to give him and I mean for, for me personally I think he needs to stay there for the end of the till, till the end of the season and longer I, I don't think changing the manager makes um you have to bring hope exactly you know, yeah. the- you know people are saying I'll oh, bring um oh the Plymouth Plymouth manager uh used to play for Lowe. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, everyone's thinking bring you know bring Ryan Lowe in and stuff like that but what's what what difference is it going to make like he's brought in all these players Darren Moore you know, we need to give him time to. Play. He's brought in a whole new team. Like there's, there's hardly any players that that were there last season. Or oh, there's, there's a few. You know, Bannon, Patterson, um, Hutchinson, Palmer. But but the vast majority of the players are all are all new. And I, I, you know, I don't want to say well, I'd give him t- give it time in terms of for him to gel and stuff. But you know, Ipswich have done exactly the same. They're not firing yet. They lost again at the weekend. Um, it's not just a. It's not it's just as easy as just bringing all these new players. And I mean. Both you have you, have you have you you know played in teams that have been totally overhauled before you know like bringing in like eight nine ten ten new players. It happened to us uh, this season. <laughs> we starting the season with only three players, so we had the twenty five players trialist this summer with Dover. So so honestly, and we start with twelve points deduction. It's the hardest uh, start ever. But we're going to fight. We're going to fight because that's the only way. The thing is, the players don't know each other. But if we come back on the manager, what's going to happen? You sacked him. 
okay, it's fine. But he brings a lot of players. So when Ryan is going to come, he will want to bring his own players. So you have to wait for another season. Yeah. yeah. And with the chairman situation. And that's what's when you've got a problem. Yeah, it can, it can cause problems. It, it, it won't work. It won't work. And that's when we are going to finish like four season in League One. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I don't think it's the right decision. I think people that are saying that he needs to go are just, it's just knee jerk reaction. You know, I, I, you know, people, you know, you get that like new manager bounce and stuff, but it didn't, it didn't happen when Darren came in end of, la, end of last season. And, it, you know, it's not guaranteed to happen. And it's not, it's, it's always like the quick fix to, to change the manager. But I, I, I don't think, I mean, Football's all like if buts and maybes, but if you if you look back for the for the, the games that we've had so far this season, you know we concede a, um, a stupid goal at Ipswich. Um, you know that shouldn't have nev- that should never have happened with Bailey Peacock Farrell just chucking the ball down. That's you know that would be a, a win. That's two points there. You know Shrewsbury, if Bannon Barry, Barry Bannon puts that penalty away, we probably win that game four five six nil. Do you know what I mean? We'd have hammered him. That that's another another two points there. I mean, I could go through the whole season and there's, there's moments in every game where, you know, uh, disallow goals and, um, you know, should have had a penalty here, should have had this. I know I know that's football and stuff, but it is just fine margins. We haven't, other than Plymouth, even though we haven't been playing well, we've, we haven't got battered other, other than other than the Plymouth game. So I think, you know, if all them things fall into place, we're, we're not talking about how long is Darren Moore going to be here for because we'll be up near the top of the league and everything's all rosy. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It, all, like, all that gets for, forgotten about. And I think sometimes, yeah, but it's, it's just difficult, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, fans expect results. You know, I don't pay 400 quid to sit on North Stand in rain to, to watch a bad performance. Do you know what I mean? And we, and we do it, we do expect results. But on the other hand, I think sometimes you've got to, like you've said, reader already, you've got to realise where we've come from. As, and, as, you know, we were never going to be challenging for, for, you know, promotion when we got relegated last season. So we've, I think we've got to have a bit of a, a bit of a reality check in at some point. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Now, um, it's a, it's going to be a big season. It's going to be a hard season. Everyone knows that. Now, um, everything will come from the players. You know, the players, if they've got the right mentality, because the main point is mentality, like say, Jais at the start. Did they really want to go up? Because, you know, you've got a lot of new players and you've got some players who played so long at the club. Did this motivation is still here? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to that, the leaders, again, that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, didn't it, Giles? Um, and, you know, have we got that person that can fire them all up? And I mean, they should be fired up anyway, you know, you know, but playing in front of 20 odd thousand fans at Hillsborough every, every week, it should, that should be enough motivation to, to do well, shouldn't it? But you know, it's, it's just one of those, uh, one of those things. I mean, I just want to go on to the Oxford game um, as well. So we've come off, off a win at, at Wigan. Confidence is, I won't say high, but you know, we expected a decent game against, against Oxford. Obviously we spoke to the, um, spoke to Simon, didn't we, Giles, uh, from the, uh, the Oxford podcast. And, um, and I was looking forward to it. I thought, you know, the way, the way they spoke, I think having watched the game on Saturday and been there, everything they said were true. Like they played good football. They were one, they were one point in the first half where I think they put five or six one touch passes together and we never even got anywhere near them. And, and like you know, didn't no disrespect to Oxford. I mean, 
I didn't realise how well they'd actually done in the past couple of seasons, you know, getting to the playoffs and, and, and what have you. But uh, they, they just, they looked head and shoulders like above us. Like they were, they were so much better than us. They were first to every ball. Um, they just made us look like school kids in that uh, in that first half. I mean, have you have you watched the highlights, uh, Giles? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the highlights, and yeah, you're spot on. Um, I was going to say, even reader, when we were playing in League One, this is the thing: it's very difficult because a majority of the teams in League One will be looking at Sheffield Wednesday in the fixtures. They'll be looking because it's a massive game. People, some of them players probably would never played in in stadiums like that. You know what I mean? In front of that, in in front of that, that many fans as well. So, you know, there's the pressures off teams which come to Hillsborough. Yeah, you know, because they're just going to, especially teams like again, I don't want to disrespect teams, but the Morecambe's, the Cambridge, they're going to just go and play relaxed, no pressure, give everything they can because it's against Sheffield Wednesday, and that's why it comes back to my point where where when I said in the beginning. Uh, when I started on the podcast this season saying that it's going to be not always down to technical ability. You can have all the technical players, but if you haven't got like what Rita said, if you haven't got that drive and that passion and the desire, you ain't going to get promoted with just playing nice, nice football. It won't happen. It will not happen. I'm telling you. I mean, that's why even, even, sorry, even Samido is a prime example of someone who. I would have, if I was a manager, I'd want him in my team every single week. And I'm sure Reader would say the same because we know what he gives and a, a million percent, he he brings something to the team every single week. Every single week. Yeah, he might not have a good game on the ball, but you know he's going to tackle, you know he's going to run, you know he's going to win his battles. You know, and, and I don't see this at the moment in Sheffield Wednesday's team. Yeah, I mean... Um... Obviously, in the in the Oxford game, I mean, like you could say that that Patterson is a bit like that. You know, he, he in his own admission after after Wigan when he did the uh, the interview, he said he's no Ronaldinho, but what he does give is, you know, he's a nuisance. He'll he'll run yeah, and he'll and he'll just be that be that person that's you know here, there, and everywhere, and you know trying to get on the end of every every ball, and you know, and and I saw that against Oxford, but but one thing that we're going to come on to is that it, it almost it almost felt a little bit like. We didn't know what we were doing. Like we were playing a, again, like a, a four-two-three-one. First of all, Barry Bannon wide right. What like that? I were a bit, a bit shocked at that. I thought, why has he popped up over there? Do you know what I mean? I thought, you know, right, give him. Uh, he's trying something different. But there were one point. I think one of someone on Twitter said that um, I didn't see it myself. But Patterson goes over to to the bench at one point and he's he's asking. What what we what, what formation we're playing? Like you know what I mean? And if your players don't know what formation you're playing, how, how are you gonna? Do you know what I mean? How, how are you gonna? Uh, how are you expect to to play well? Who says that? Like uh, Patterson didn't know the formation. No, Patterson said it to the bench. He's ran over to the bench and he's he's, he's holding his fingers up, saying, you know, are we playing? You know, are we playing four in midfield? Are we playing three in midfield? Do you know what I mean? Like, did he got to the and you could see that as well um, in in the second half. It got it got a bit desperate and. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to slag Darren Moore off because I, I. I like him. I think he's a fantastic manager. I think he's the person that we need. You know that that we need to get us, get us out there. But the more and more I see, we 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 seem a bit, like we haven't got a. Like we've got a plan A, but when plan A doesn't work, which evidently it didn't work at, at Oxford, we you know in the first half we were, we were 
I won't say battered, but do you know what I mean? We, we, we struggled to get a, like a stranglehold on, on the game and we just don't really have a plan. It's almost like you just, just, just like try something different, but it's not been worked on in the training ground. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I mean, is that, as you know, you've, you've both played for, for quite a long time. I mean, when you, when you're in training, obviously you have your, you do have your plan A, you have your preferred style of playing stuff and, but you must go through like different scenarios and like, you know, if we go behind, we, we're going to be doing this and surely that must happen. I think, I think that's more what's happened because I'm telling you, Patterson knew the formation. He knows he is a great man. Don't tell me he come on a pitch and doesn't know the formation. I think he was more trying to find a solution to the troubles they were finding on the pitch. Yeah. So that's why showing like, if we do that, if we do that, you know, but yeah, are you agree with me, James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, listen, I don't. I, I didn't see. I wasn't at the game. I didn't see what the incident was. But unless maybe the only other option I can think of is maybe if there was a substitution that came on and he's then said, "What is it? A three? Just because obviously it might have changed the formation in this situation. Then, then maybe. But a hundred percent, it wouldn't just be Patterson doesn't know the formation and he's going to the bench and saying, "Hey, I don't know. Is it a four or a three? It wouldn't. No, definitely not." But, but going back to what I said, like surely when in training, when, you know, in fact, when you've both been playing, like surely you have plan A, plan B. You know, you of work course. in different shape and stuff, don't you? You must we'll do. Four, two, three, five, two. You will work different things after. Like managers have to adapt to the opposition team, and uh, but to be fair, I said managers have to adapt to opposition team. But when you're Sheffield Wednesday, you don't have to adapt to anyone. You have that's to the play problem. Your- I think. I think. I think Darren Moore. I mean, I, I'm. I, I totally agree with what you're saying there, Reader. And I've. I've said it all along. Like, what? Like, I feel that. I feel that it, we set up to to combat the other side too much, and we, we perhaps give the the other team far too much respect because the team of players that we've got, the the more than capable enough of of doing well in this in this league. You know, like you've, you said at the top of the show, like we've got some players that are championship quality, and and like. We just need to play our game, but but maybe we don't like. We've we've already spoke about it a few times. We, you know, Darren Moore. I don't think he knows his best eleven. So I suppose until you until you know your best eleven, you can't really play your game. But but playing to to combat the other side all the time, I think it, it's just it's just not working. Or that's what it looks like anyway. I mean, we can't can't but speak does, to Darren. Does, so. does he doesn't know his uh, starting eleven, or is it hard for him to take off some players from the team? And sometimes it takes time because you have to know, like some players play long time in the championship, so to put them on a bench sometimes it's not easy. Like there is a lot of players who got ego, so yeah. sometimes you have to manage, and that's why we call it a manager, not a football coach, because you have to manage the players, and sometimes you have to take a little bit more time because you don't want to lose uh, the dressing room. So. Go on then. But you, you mentioned ego then, reader. When your time at Sheffield Wednesday, who had the who had the biggest ego then? Jace. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> I don't believe that for one minute. No, we had a few. We had a few. We had a few, didn't we? We had a. Uh, listen, we had some characters. Jermaine Johnson, big character as well, eh? Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about two. There is uh, Jermaine Johnson and Jay Brofroyd. Jay Boffroyd. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Another yes. one. And yeah. we can say to our boy, Clinton Morrison. Clinton, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Clinton Morrison. There's a, you, listen, there, but this is what I mean about when we were there, there was big characters. You know what I mean? There was big characters. And I, I'm not saying it, it always works because 
we were there. We, we finished 15th, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think there's got to be a mix and a blend. Uh, and like I said, I don't want to keep saying it, but I just think we need, we need more of that um, this season. I mean, one thing I picked up on, and I've picked up on it quite a few times this season so far, and it's really, really frustrating me, is we get a throw in and there's absolutely no movement whatsoever. It is absolutely bugging me so much. You, you see it, you get the ball, and nobody's moving. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I, it's just, and I, and I see that you know across across the across the pitch as well. It, it's almost like we're like half a yard like off the pace all the time. I don't know if it's just because we're not clicking or not. It's almost like it's like a bunch of eleven individuals that are that are, that are playing and not not playing well as a team. And, and I know that's going to come, but we keep talking about the time again, don't we? You know how, how long is it until until it's going to gel? And I'm, I'm sure making all the changes that we do ain't going to help things. I mean, another two changes. Um, we made three changes for the Wigan game and then we make two changes again for the uh, for the Oxford game. It's, um, I don't know. I don't know what, well, it, I just, don't know what it is. I just think it's different. Rita, you might, you might agree. It, it's very difficult for a manager to know his best 11 when players aren't performing well. It's difficult. It gives the manager a problem because you want to keep playing them because you think that this is the best but if they're not performing, then you have to change. Yeah, and I mean, that's Hutch, why Hutch, we're seeing changes, and that's why we're not seeing any consistency right now. Because let's take it away. Let's let, let, let's come come away from Darren Moore. Let's talk about the players. The, I've said it again last week. Players need to take responsibility when they're on yeah. the pitch. Can't all be manager, manager, manager. Manager's not playing. Manager's not kicking the ball. Yeah, the manager can give you tactics. He can give you certain things, but players. When they step over that white line, they make decisions. Yeah, and that yeah. I, I, and that's where I think we're we're struggling at the moment because the performance the performance levels are are low. They're not they're not where we want them to be. I mean, that's where I came onto like the when I spoke about like the individual errors and things like that. I mean, the their goal, uh, Oxford's first goal, came came because of a, an error from uh, from Johnson. He got you know he got caught in possession. Um, you know, just in front of the dugout and what have you, and he just dilly dallied on the ball. He just didn't get rid of it. He didn't know what to do. Uh, I don't know. If, you know, you could argue that nobody helped him. Um, but again, you know, that's that's a mistake. I mean, that's not that's not down to a tactics thing. That's not down to Darren Moore telling him to do that. Do you know what I mean, he's, he's he's that's not a that's just him making a mistake. You know, I've already mentioned it. You know, that the the Ipswich goal that that's not coached. That's not that's not down to the fact that. There were gaps on the on the on the on the right or whatever, or he's playing the wrong formation or putting the wrong players in the in the, the positions. It's just a mistake again. So I suppose yeah, maybe 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 we're giving Darren Moore a bit too much of you know bad rap for for things that ultimately are out of his control. You know, and yeah, I mean, I mean we we just we just haven't seen them good performances yet. I, I, I still stand by that there's only been. 20 minutes against Doncaster and 20 minutes against Fleetwood. You could argue they were 20, 25 minutes um, or half an hour when we played when we played Wigan, but it wasn't attractive football. It wasn't it wasn't like exciting to watch like like what we what we want to see. Um, but but you know like, yeah, like I said just just then, I think perhaps we are giving uh, giving Darren Moore a bit bit too much of a hard time. Yeah, but with players, players will always make mistakes. Yeah, Rita, this happens. We're human. We're human beings. Players are always going to make mistakes. But if players keep making mistake after mistake after mistake, 
eventually the manager is going to lose that, you know, that confidence in them and they've got to come out and you give someone else an opportunity. You can't keep, keep making mistakes and, and then expect to play. You can't. Well, it, well it, any level, any level of football. Another thing, another, another thing I want to talk about is, is the, the it, um, Darren Moore came out after, uh, after the Oxford game. I don't know if you've, you've, you've both seen the interview, but he comes out and says that, uh, that they've got tired, that, well, basically the tired, tired minds after, uh, after two games earlier in the week. I mean, I'm not being funny, but we've only played 10 games this, this season. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with like, that. Th- I mean, that's that. That can't be a thing, surely. Like, I don't agree with that. But I think he's he's just he's protecting his players. This is what managers do, right? Exactly, he's protecting the he's players. Time you have to remember, like you know, when you have an interview straight after a game, and sometimes like your spirit is not like ready. Sometimes you say some things, and after you're like, why? Why did I say that? Yeah. I think he's definitely no. thinking that after he said that anyway. No, and when you look at the squad and the players we've got even on the bench, like other teams will struggle like to play every three days, but Sheffield Wednesday won't struggle with all the players we've got. Yeah, for the squad that we've got. Yeah, he was answering um he's answering the question on, on Jaden Brown. because uh, you know, Brown played on uh, on Tuesday, you know, he came into the side on Tuesday and then he was dropped again and he, he didn't particularly have a he didn't have a bad game, you know. He didn't have a shocker. He, you know, all right. He didn't like. He didn't light it up. But I'm quite a big, you know, a big fan of Jaden Brown. I quite, I quite like him. I think he's, uh, I think he's done quite well since he's, since he's come. He's, you know, shown a lot of energy, especially down that left hand side. Obviously, he's been playing as a left winger, even though he were brought in really as a, as a left back. Um, but the, yeah, that would that would answer to the question. You know, why? Have you but I can understand him? a little bit, James. I can understand a little bit with that because Jaden hasn't played. He hasn't played many games at all. Yeah, has he? So, you know, for him to go and play twice in, in in four days or whatever it is, it may ask a lot. You know, these players go through a lot of intensity and they run a lot. And at the end of the day, we don't want to see players get injured. So, yeah, I can understand with certain individuals when they haven't played many games that you might rest, rest the player. Um, but if we're talking about in general, in the actual team being tired, then no, I don't, I don't agree with that after 10 games. Do you, do you know what I mean, Rita? Yeah, I exactly see what you mean. And uh, sometimes you have to take time with players. You can't rush things, and you know it's going to be a big season. We all know. We we all know Chis is a great player, and his time will come. But we have to remember, like it's a big squad, and everyone will be involved. So okay, he came on, he done well, and the next game he didn't play. But it's not the end of the day. You know, manager have to take responsibilities and Darren will take his responsibilities. I'm not going to say to Darren who he has to play or no. It's his choice and we have to encourage him to do what he thinks because that's the only way we will go up. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, look, I've already said it. I, I'm, I'm all behind Darren Moore. I, I think we do need to give him the, uh, give him the time that, that he needs. Um, you know these these players. You know they're not they're not bad players. Do you know what I mean? They, they, we don't go out there and and you know they don't go out and purposely put in a in a bad performance. I think it's just I just I just can't wait for them just to click and you know and, and for me to go go to Hillsborough and be like excited to go. Like that was that's what it was like at the start of the season. And it's just kind of I think quite a few listeners will probably feel like exactly the same uh, as what I'm feeling. Like it's it's kind of fading a little bit. Do you know it's um, you know we want to. 
maybe the expectation was too high. I mean, expectation at Sheffield Wednesday is always going to be high. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're keep saying we're a big we're a big club, um, but is that our expectations a little bit too high? Do you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't know. We're, you know, the players were coming out and saying we want to finish top. Like we want to finish top this season, and that obviously things aren't quite working as they as they should at the moment. But like you know, our expectations too high at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, well, no, I don't think so because you're playing for a big club. You're playing for a big club, and forget Sheffield Wednesday. You're playing at Man United. You're playing at Liverpool. You're playing at I don't know Ipswich, Charlton. You're playing at big clubs. You have expectation. This is this is what happens when you play for a big club, um, and you have to be able to deal with that. And if you're a good player and you're mentally strong, you have to deal with that pressure and, and go and perform week in week out. I mean, really- but going back to your point, it's sorry. I was just going to say, ten games gone. Yeah, we are feeling a bit, you know, a little bit sketchy, a little bit not sure. If we go and win two games, we're straight back in the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so it's that early where it's, it's not like we're, we're talking 15, 20 points away. Yeah. We go and win on Saturday and then go and win Tuesday or Saturday after. We're, we're, we're straight back in the mix with maybe three, four points off top. You know what I mean, Rita? So it's like sometimes we can be a bit fickle and, and think, yeah, look, at the moment it's not going so well. But in two weeks' time, we could come back on here, come back on the show and we could say – you know, we're third. I'm like, well, what, what are we going to say then? Two weeks ago, we're, we're saying, oh, listen, we've got to give them give them more time or how much time do we give them? Two weeks time, we could be praising them, saying, look, we're third, sitting comfortably. We've just had two back-to-back victories. So listen, let's let's not forget that it is still very, very early. Yeah, on that, on that pressure. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The thing I was trying to ask you, Reader, like when you signed for Sheffield Wednesday, did, did you feel any like pressure and expectation when you, you know, when you when you first signed? Not really, because I was lucky. I played before on the international level before I signed for, for Sheffield Wednesday. So I was used like to big crowd and in Africa, like they are really like on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, when they pay for the ticket, it's different, honestly. They want you to win. <laughs> they want you to win. But uh, no, I wasn't, you know, for me, it was a buzz. Like, I was feeling like, you know, the adrenaline. I was so happy to go to pitch. Like, you know, at one point, you're like, oh, we've got training tomorrow. I don't want training. I want the game. I want mm. to see the fans. I want to go to play away because I know, like, we'll bring a lot of fans. I want to play at home because I know I don't like Tuesday night. Oh, there is not a lot of fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, but, but, you're, you're right in what you said there, Reader, because it didn't take you long, did it? You know, where your first game, you you popped up and scored a goal against Charlton. So, yeah, you must have been buzzing. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it was like uh, unbelievable. But to be fair, um, it was a great start for me. It was a great start from the, for the team. I didn't have the chance, like, because I signed under Alan Navain and he's been sacked after my first game. So... No, the, the second game, I, I think I played two games with him. 
and he's been sacked. So it was, it was a bit of a shock for me because he is a manager who bring me. But uh, I just have something in my head right now. It's just, Jais, do you remember when we've been promoted, the players we had? Honestly, we were young and uh, starving. Mm, if, you, hungry, if you remember yeah. players like Mikel Antonio, Ben Marshall, even Nye Ranger. No, when you talk about character, yeah, every, like wanted to win, and yeah. I don't know how the spirit in a dressing room at the minute, like because we were like it was a team bonding when we were in the dressing room, and you you know that like we could finish training at one, some of the boys were staying until four p.m. Until four, yeah, we could we could stay in the dressing room and chat for two hours, yeah, because we were close to each other. But, but going back to characters, I, I don't think I don't think it's just a Sheffield Wednesday thing. I think I don't think there is any characters in football at all anymore. Or there might be one or two, but there's not there's not like going back like you just said there. There'd have been one, two, three, four, four characters in every club. But now mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I don't know whether it's because of the social media or or, or the media itself. I don't think players are are allowed to be characters. I don't think players could get a, get away with what they used to get away with, you know, 10, 15 years ago. They can't do that anymore. Do you know? And to, I think the, all that's kind of taken out of them. No, no, sorry, but when I say character, I don't mean always in a bad way. No, you no, know, of course, mean, yeah. Because I say, yeah, Nairanger, and we know we have some trouble, but it's not, when I say character, it's more like, he was young, but he was a big man on the pitch. Yeah. You know, like, for a defender to take the ball from him, like, you could like you could get come. Chris O'Grady, Chris O'Grady was a quite a player, but on a pitch he had a character. Yeah, mm. on the pitch like you know, like on the one v one, no one is going to take the ball from him. Mm. That, that that's more like the character I was talking. Ben Marshall was a, a good a good boy, a good man, but his character like when he was taking the ball, saying like I'm going to take the corner, I'm going yeah. to take the, mm. you know, that was the mentality line. Taking, respon- taking responsibility, yeah. You know, exactly. like- Hey, hey, hey reader, Giles tried that when he were at Berry. It didn't didn't really work out oh. very well, did it? <laughs> he had to bring that up again, didn't he? Every week, reader, every single week. You know about it, reader, don't you, with the penalty I, incident? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Who don't know? Who don't know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Giles. I, I I had to bring it in. I had to get it in oh, there. Like. <laughs> Like you said before, every players do mistake, and I miss penalty too with Coventry, and everyone was on my back. Uh, you know, it's it's football, but the most important for me is to have the the balls to mm. take the like the young boys, the English young boys who took the pen in a in a Euro. It's it's for me. I will always appreciate someone who has the courage the courage to go and take the ball and do it. If he miss it, he miss it. Yeah, def- definitely, definitely. I mean, um, just just another thing on the uh, on the Oxford game that I, that I picked up on that, that Oxford did quite well, and it's something that I don't think we do well at all. It was like the gamesmanship in the second half. You know, Oxford um, they they did the dirty stuff well. Do you know what I mean? Like the the time wasting, the um, you know, like just just the just like the, the little niggly, little niggly things. You know, kicking, kicking the ball away, getting on the ref all the time. Obviously, that's part and parcel of the game, and it's something that I don't think that that Sheffield. Went with. I feel like we're too nice. I mean, I know we were lo- at the time we were losing, and I know we got. I know, I know we got a goal back, and it was one-one. But that's something that 
like you know, like the game management. Like I said, I know it didn't quite go according to plan for Oxford in terms of you know the the conceded an equaliser, but I know they scored you know they scored the goal late late on, and to to a certain degree they were still doing it. Then I think they were still happy with a happy with a point, and and it's something that I don't know. I think we I think we like sometimes overlook it. I mean you know the the, the game management in the in the last ten minutes. Or so. I mean I was just looking with the goals that we've conceded. We've we've, con- we've conceded nine goals. Four of those nine have come in the last ten minutes of a game, and two of those, I mean, three or well, three of those have come in injury time, and uh, and two of those have actually changed the outcome of the game. You know, one of them were Plymouth. We were already two 0 down, so that didn't really matter. The other one were, were Wigan. We were already two two nil up, and that didn't really change anything. But but you know, is, is it a case of is it a case of them just switching off? Is it is it a case of I don't, I don't know what you know? It's not something that just happened this season either. It's something that's been happening for for quite a while. That you know that that conceding late. You are talking about luck before the start. Sometimes it can be just bad luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just like I think not bad luck, but when you say about stay focused, concentration. Yeah. You know, like. Sometimes it can play a big part, and maybe the boys don't stay focused and switch on until the end. I don't know, but when this happens, the problem is when this happens one time, two times, three times, you then know it's talking com- about it. <laughs> you, I, I know it's coming again. You know it's coming. Yeah. So, but who's who's on the pitch? That's you know, again coming back to my point. Who's on the pitch that's saying, "Come on, ten minutes." Stay focused, concentrate. I was about you, saying, I've, 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 I've seen it. I've, Who's the one taking responsibility, saying, come on now? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, been, I've, seen, I've been watching some of the Grimsby highlights, Giles, and I've seen you a few <laughs> times, and you're like, you know, you're like, come on, like, pointing to your head, like, come on, stay focused. And, you know, yeah, even, even when you, even when you've, you, you've scored a goal, you know what I mean, you've gone one nil up, and, it, and, and it's like, right, switch on. Because, I mean, Wigan, that was a prime example. We, they, they scored that own goal, and literally, they kicked off, and, other than a you know, fantastic save from Bailey Peacock Farrell, it would have been one one. Do you know what I mean? It were a, a header from the six yard box, and that that's it. It's back to one one again, and, and they're on the ascendancy as, as it happened. It was a great save and stuff, but you know you could argue that they switched off. You know they thought, well, we're one nil up now. Do you know what I mean? And and you've got it. Yeah, you've got to stay switched on all the all the time. And yeah, yeah, it comes back to it. Who's that player that's that's kind of motivating them? Yeah, if I talk about the defenders, I was a defender. You know, when you've got a keeper like Steven Bywater or Chris He was Kehlen, a nutter, by the way, weren't he, Steven Bywater? <laughs> you stay, you stay switch on. You stay, I remember, Jairus, do you remember the game? Uh, I don't remember which game it was. When Miguel Yera switch on, uh, what, what's happened with Miguel Yera when they come back to the dressing room and they had a fight, like, because he switched off and went to the goal? Do, do you remember that remember. game? Or? I can't remember. You can't remember? Like, Miguel done a mistake. We consider goal. Yeah, I know. And, and by by what went crazy. They had a fight in the dressing yeah, room, yeah. but that was a spirit. And at the end, they were kissing each other. You know, after the game. Yeah. But that's important was winning for us, and to don't consider a shit goal. You know, we all wanted to win and to do something. Then the just one more player, Gary Madden. When you talk about doing, you just say doing dirty things. Yeah. Gary, striker, but he was ready to do dirty pitch yeah. if he had to. 
But sometimes you, have to, sometimes you have to, though, don't you? Like, like you have to frustrate the other side. And, and I said that I, I don't feel like we do that at all. I mean, we did we did it a little bit against Wigan. Um, I know it's as a fan, it's frustrating when you're on the when you're on the receiving end of it. You know, you're thinking, oh, why has he gone down again? And and this time you've always not injured and stuff like that. But you know, everyone does it. You know, everyone takes it into the corner. You know, and and tries to run the run the clock down and stuff like and stuff like that. And I think you know sometimes, like I said, the game management on our part isn't quite isn't quite there and it's definitely something that they need to that they need to work on and like holding on to them to them leads when they when they get them because we're not scoring goals you know we've only scored we've scored 10 goals this this season that's only one a game um you've got likes of you know Bolton who I think scored like 18 goals I think it is this this season already do you know what I mean and they scored like twice as twice as many and you know we're finding it hard to to score and so when we do score we need to we need to we need to hold on to it but the game management, it can come from the manager. It does have to come from the players. Yeah. You know, the manager who is going to tell you uh, stay on the floor or something like this. <laughs> but it's not, you know, it's not like it comes from the players and to be like just clever. Mm. You know, like most of the time we see every team, like when you're winning and you start to play on a corner, you just keep the ball, you know, on a, around the corner. That's that's being clever. But sometimes what I, I don't see with um, with Sheffield at the minute is being nasty, Be, being bad, you know? They're a bit too nice. Like yeah. I said, it comes back to being nice, wanting to play nice football. You know what I mean, Rita? Like, really good technical players, but where, where's the where's the, the nasty side? You know, Good football will come later. Start mm. to win games. Oh, we don't care how. We, we just want the three points at the end of the day. So get the three points and when we start to have like the winning attitude and the good mentality that's when football will come confidence comes confidence yeah. comes by winning games exactly 100 percent agree with that definitely definitely now we're just gonna just move off the uh the, the two games uh that we, that we played just just briefly uh i just want to talk about you know patreon um Obviously, we've got you know, members that have uh, that have signed up to listen to all the uh, all the interviews that we've uh, that we've got. Uh, and once again, it's a thanks to the Terrace who uh, allow us to to do a giveaway uh, each and every week. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, the Terrace do all sorts of club merchandise, mouse mats, bar runners, even do dog neckerchiefs, which is uh, <laughs> if you if you're into that sort of stuff, uh, mugs, replica shirts. Um, as mentioned, you you name it, they they do it. So head over to the terrorstore.co.uk to have a look at what they have to have to offer. Now uh, this week's uh, this week's winner uh, of the giveaway. Obviously, remember all you need to do is is you know to be entered is sign up to Patreon. Um, as a member, you get access to I think it's twenty five uh, interviews that we've done so far. Um, I think that works out like. 20p an episode or something like that. Um, you know, we've got interviews with former players, managers, uh, and even a chairman that was uh, in Lee Strafford that was released uh, last week. Um, now this week we've got another one for you. Uh, the final one in uh, in like the four in four weeks. Uh, we spoke to Reggie Blinker, and I mean, what a guy Reggie Blinker was, Giles. Oh, what a guy! Listen, I I've known him for well, sorry, known of him, didn't know him personally, but known of him for for, for ages growing up. Um, and actually to, to speak to him, it was, yeah, it was brilliant. And what a lovely, lovely man. Honestly, you have to listen to that. He, he is a top, top man. Yeah. Some of the stories that he had to tell as well. And some of the players that he's played with, he's played with like, yeah. you know, Dennis Burkamp and, uh, but who, who hasn't he played with? Right? <laughs> know, yeah. Some unbelievable players. Unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, um, so yeah, that, that one's coming out on 
Thursday this uh, this week. So get you know get signed up. The link is in the in the show description if you do want to uh, if you do want to sign up. Um, yeah, back to the uh, back to the winner. Um, so the winner of the uh, the personalised mug this week is Ashley Woodall. So uh, Ashley. Drop us a message uh, when you listen to this, and uh, I'll get that all. Uh, I'll get that all sorted for you. Now, uh, just w- one thing that just popped into my mind this week, um, as it as it does. I have weird and wonderful things that pop into my mind. I'm obviously I'm getting into the running a bit. You know, I did the half marathon last week. I need to lose a bit of weight because I'm just like heaviest I've ever been, and it's got me thinking. Like as a footballer, like what what do you what do you eat as a, on a, like a, on a normal week? Are you just kind of Eat whatever you want. Are you on a strict diet? What What do you you know? What's What's the gaffer telling you to do? Yeah, that's a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, read readers on the takeaways all uh, every every night. This now now he's uh, now he's packed it in. <laughs> readers never been readers never been one for the for the diet. Uh, never never was that question. <laughs> but we've always we've always allowed reader because he's always performed and he he would always come up with some magic in a game. So we we won't talk about his diet. <laughs> Go on then, go on then, uh, Giles. But no, with me, to be honest, I, I feel like I always eat quite a balanced diet. You know, I don't look too much into it. I think some people can look a bit too much yeah. Uh, yeah. into detail when it comes to diet. But I think, yeah, a balanced diet where you still, during the week, you you know, you I normally wake up, have my porridge in the morning, lunch, we eat at the, uh, at the training ground, which consists of pasta, rice, chicken, chicken yeah. the usual things that people would would think of and then when i come home it's normally salmon i like to eat a lot of fish so salmon and veg and sweet potato um or sometimes you might get a takeaway now and then you know we're we're normal i'm not saying that we eat takeaways every day reader reader (laughs) (laughs) but no um, (laughs) but no no i think just having a balanced diet um and eating eating the right foods at the right time is what I what I do and what I I have done, and I suppose that's probably instilled into you from like a young age, and it really it's not like you just you just suddenly started doing it. Do you know what I mean? I suppose you've been doing that since you've since you started being a footballer. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, you you, you definitely have to 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 watch out what you eat in certain in certain situations because if you eat a lot of shit, you are going to end up putting on weight. It's going to affect you. Might be a bit slower. <laughs> no, but it can affect you. You know that, that's why I don't want to say that you don't look into diet at all because definitely diet does help. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think you need to look so much into you know the calories and looking on the back of things of what how much sugar and stuff. It. I don't think you need to go into that that sort of detail if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, what how many how many calories would you say you eat a day then, Giles? Obviously, when you're training and stuff. After me just saying, not don't look at the calories. You're now asking me. Well, no, many, but I mean, I'm sure you must have a rough idea. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, well, you know? no, I, let's say two thousand. Really? Okay. So, yeah. Two, two and a half thousand calories. I'd say so it's quite not. It's quite normal then. Really. I mean, the only reason why I said that is like when I, I used to work at uh, Ponds Forge when I were when I left school and uh, and some of the uh, like some of the swimmers there, like the, the, like the elite swimmers. They're like consuming eight thousand calories a day, yeah, which is just definitely. unreal. Like, definitely, I definitely don't consume eight thousand calories. <laughs> reader, reader might, reader might, but not me. <laughs> when, when, explain me. No, no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> no, like, yeah, that is just like crazy to to think that. But no, it's you know quite a good, uh, 
quite a good insight there. There now, um, I'll just move on to the um, the next couple of games. We've got a, a game on Tuesday in the Pizza Cup um, against Mansfield, and then we've got Bolton, which we've already mentioned uh, mentioned about on on Saturday. Uh, Mansfield, one of your uh, one of your old clubs, Giles. Yeah, one of my they're they're actually struggling a little bit at the at the moment. So I'm sure that they're going to be playing a strong a strong side on Tuesday. To again, they need the confidence. They need to start winning games. Uh, so they're going to come wanting the win. So yeah, I, I don't know what sort of team Sheffield Wednesday are going to. I was about to ask that. What do you th- what do you think? Like a good opportunity for fringe well, players to play, or yeah, I, I definitely think it's an opportunity to to see some of the fringe play. Um, and yeah, I think there'll be a, a mixture of some fringe and some players that. That do start start regularly. Yeah, I mean, what they are, they are going to start and just um, to give them a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you like said like Deli Bashiru, Corbiano, Cambere, Silas Silaso. That I think I think you'll probably see uh, you'll see those uh, there. Obviously, there's no Bailey Peacock Farrelly's on international duty, so um, and obviously Wildsmith would have played in in goal anyway uh, for mm. that game. I would have thought, but uh, uh, but yeah, I think it's. Part of me were thinking, do you just put a full strength side out and just and get that big win? Do you know what I mean, just as a, like a, a confidence booster. But, uh, well, but I, I mean, just don't think, what, 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 how much confidence really are you going to get out of being? No offense, being Mansfield in in a, in a in a cup that's nobody's bothered about really, are they? Exactly. So, uh, how much confidence really are they going to get from that? So, I don't I don't think they need to to. To put their best, the best players out, um, and I think Reader well, gives an yeah. opportunity to some of the fringe players who, who who haven't played, and they need to they need to get that fitness. Maybe we might see Brown play on Tuesday because he didn't he didn't start on on Saturday, which give him another another game for for fitness. I mean, I mean, what's it what's it like? I mean, you, you both must have been you know had moments in your careers where where you have been out of the side for for a while. I mean, what's it what's it like, Reader? Like, you know, when you when you get your opportunity, is it is it like right? I've got to, I've got to do my best to to get back get back in the side, or what, what's it what's it like? I to be fair, I've been quite lucky. Um, every time I was out, it was when I was injured. Right. Okay. Uh, when I was when I was back from injury, I always been lucky. Like I was okay. I was touching. Yeah. So, so it never really happened to me. I can't remember like being on a bench and think like, oh, I, I will have to prove. Yeah. But um, but yeah, when I was coming back from an injury, I was always like, I need to come back to my level. Yeah. Because when you're out for so long, you you know your legs are different. Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, I, I think I think that we like like Windass at the moment. You know, where he's been out. For, he's, he's a player that we kind of forget about. You know, what I mean, when we talk about the players that we've got, like Gregory and Patterson and and you know, Silaso, Shadipo, all these players, and then. Windass, he's almost been forgotten about because he has been out for what feels like so, so long. And I hope that when he comes back, you know, maybe maybe he's the you know, maybe he's like the, the missing link that we uh, that, that we you know that we're desperately wanting. And but yeah, I just hope that he comes back. Uh, the same. Well, he's definitely going to add something, isn't he? Let's be honest, he's a very good player. So whether he can hit the ground running straight away after being out for for so long, we don't know. But He's a top player, and and definitely Sheffield Wednesday uh, are missing him right now. Another thing as well, like the Mansfield game, like it's sold out as well. 
we've stopped with that another you know fantastic away following Tuesday night. I mean, I know it's not very far; it's only down the road, isn't it? But uh, but in a in a you know in a cup that apparently nobody wants to nobody wants to play in. I mean, I thought the that the um, the attendance for the, the Newcastle game playing there at what under under twenty ones were, uh, were 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 decent as well. Obviously, I know they only had the South Stand open, but it just showed. Sorry, it's out, it's away. I didn't realise that. Yeah, it's away at Mansfield, but uh, we've 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 sold we've sold out the uh, wow. the, the, the away end. So uh, Christ, Rito, are you surprised? It's normal. <laughs> it's normal. Exactly, it's normal for them to sell out their their away their away tickets. Yeah, I mean, it's just it must be great, like. When we, like in, in especially in League One, um, you know more so than the Championship, because obviously the smaller grounds, like it must be great to come out and just see like a sea of blue and white and in the in that away end, and in some cases, nearly as many fans as what the what the home team has, has brought. I know you only t- you already touched on it, reader, saying it's like the twelfth man, and you know not many teams have a following like Sheffield Wednesday, do they? But that's why we talk about the pressure at the start and everything. It's a Sheffield Wednesday is a massive club where the fans will always turn up. But the thing is, they will ask for their money. They will ask for their money. So something has to happen on the pitch. And if nothing happens on the pitch, at least you need to get the result. And now, guys, the thing, like uh, you said before, it's not happening. How long are we going to wait? Yeah. It's... It's, it's, it, honestly, I think it's going to be a long season. A long season. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be a long season, but in the same time, as Jerry said before, if we game two free games, if we win two free games in a row, no one will be talking. We'll be like, why Jerry and Rida were talking about <laughs> You know, you know what I mean. No, true, hundred percent. But this is football, right? This is this is this is the, why we love it so much because. It's all opinions, um, and we always talk about things at the, at the present time, right? Mm. And like I, I said, in a couple of weeks' time, things could be a lot different. I think. I think obviously, you know, nowadays with, with social media, you, you know, you see it all the time as well. And and I think as well, when you when you look, people say, "Oh, it's the same people," you know, saying saying this, saying that. But what I think what you do get as well is, you know, yeah. On Tuesday, you know HMS pissed the league. That were uh, the engines were firing up, and and that were it. We're going to walk it, and then after after Saturday, you know ships capsized, and that's it. We're getting we're getting relegated. And but the the thing is, that such we've got we have got that you know that's such a big fan base that you are going to get sections of fans that you know it looks like everyone's saying the same thing, but I don't think they are. You know you've got sections of fans that that Darren Moore's like the best thing since sliced bread. You've got people that. Would have thought it were a, a bad bad appointment when he when he first first came in because we have got such a big big fan base you you are going to get that aren't you so so some sometimes you think that you know fans are very you know fans are very fickle I, I, I must admit that like de- definitely of like course. what you've like what you've said but, sorry yeah. James I'm say but fans that that honestly believed that this season Sheffield Wednesday were going to walk the league they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. It was like you just said before. Look at the clubs that are in this league. How long they've been in the league for? It's very, very hard to come down from the championship, which is a very, very good, good level, to come down into League One, and and think that we're just going to, you know, piss the league and go straight back back up. Impossible. Impossible. It was always going to be a very, very hard season. Now, yes, I, I put us before the season started. I said that we'd get. Playoffs. I said we'd, I thought we'd get playoffs, but 
for fans to think that we'd win the league is is crazy. It's would you agree, Rita? Yeah, no. To be fair, everything is possible, but yeah, it, you you can't say we're going to win the league. Well, no. especially like you said with the transition. You know, there were so many players that came in. And when you see like some clubs, you talk about the clubs like Sunderland, like who made the playoff two, three years in a row. Well, look, Sunderland like, got beat four nil at the weekend, or four or five I, nil from Bad Portsmouth. So you know, lose one game four nil, and after win all those other games, like keep losing one nil and two one, and you know what I mean, and bring in some Joe. So Sunderland, the thing is, we know they will be in a playoff anyway. Mm. Yeah, we know. But they've got the same squad for the same three years. So now the lads know each other's like they've got like a a, a team spirit together, like an understanding. Know. They've got an understanding now, haven't they? Exactly, exactly. Maybe they lose three, four players, but they always bring three, four. And that's that's good. That's good. Sometimes changing the full squad is not always helping. Mm, you, yeah. When you've got good start. It's all right. The thing with Sheffield Wednesday, we change so many players in so many different positions. Like, they need to learn to play together. Even if they've got experience, they need to play how to play together. I would actually love to know how many players we've actually brought in uh, in the last three years. How, how many players have come in and out? It, it, it must be a lot. It must be a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, stat money. Stat money has not got that stat to my... Uh, to, to Too late. Too late for you. I know. I know. Obviously, we brought in what fourteen players this this season, and I think a similar number went the opposite way. You know, we released a hell of a lot of players this this season. Um, yeah, I think that we hadn't had a season like that in a long, long time. You know, so, you know, you know, such a big uh, turnover and players. I mean, we have we've had quite you know historically a lot of loans because we've never really had much money to spend, have we? Um, I mean, that's that's another thing. He's brought all these players in, and they've 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 all you know he's had to you know find his best eleven and things, and he's 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 not seen like like you just said there, reader. It's it's nice to be able to have a a, a nucleus of players, and then know that you just need you know key areas to to, to bring in to strengthen. You know, in a, you know you might need to bring a striker, and you're making the chances, but you haven't got anyone to finish him, or or you might need to just you know make your defense a bit solid with with another centre back or whatever it may be. But he's had to bring you know a whole new team in bar a few players and hope that they can all play together just from based on what he's seen. And don't forget as well, the players that he's brought in, they haven't been, most of them haven't been playing. You know, some have, of course, but quite a few have been out of favour. They've been released, you know, they've been released from the, from the clubs that they've been playing at before, or they've only been playing in the under 23s and stuff like that. So it is a, it is a massive risk in it as well. well. When we, when we got to the playoffs two years in a row, how many players really changed from the first season? Well, that was the big problem, weren't it? That the reason why nothing happened after is that not a great deal changed, really. Yeah. <laughs> Just... I think that's where we got a bit of consistency, right? Because we only brought in three players, maybe. It, was, it, it wasn't it was a whole squad, uh, or sorry, a whole team of, like Rita said, 10, 11 players. We kept the core. We added one or two. Nearly made it. We didn't. Next season, again, he's added one or two got to the playoffs, didn't make it. But what I'm saying is there was a consistency there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think it comes back to the players understanding each other. Yeah. And we consistency, like consistency with the players, consistency with the manager. We yeah. lost Carlos. Carlos, wasn't it? We lost Carlos. 
and it started to become a mess. Become a mess, yeah. We, we changed manager after manager. Sometimes change, like how many managers we had the last two years? Come on, stat man. Well, Come on, uh, so they were um, Gary Monk, obviously, uh, who were Tony Pulis, Tony, Pulis, Tony Pulis, Steve Bruce before that. Was it Joss? Joss Lukai before that. Yeah. What's that for? Obviously, Neil Thompson was in. I know he was only a caretaker, but he was in for quite a while. Um, you know, 10, 10 or so games. Um, who, who before Joss? Uh, was that Carlos before? I think it was Carlos. Yes, yes. I can't, I can't remember, but yeah. Was, we must have had five, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and none of them have really have done anything, have they? So, but I think there's, there's been things going on behind the scenes as well, obviously. You know, we put all those eggs in one basket to try and get promoted. That's quite evident with the, with the money situation and stuff. And yeah, hopefully we've uh, hopefully we've, we've turned we've yeah. turned a bit of a corner now. But, but we have to remember, like, you know, when the, start, when the fans are not happy, they start to boo and everything. Well, there was booing that, on Saturday, Reader. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair play, fair play. You know, they deserve, like, they pay for the tickets. They, they deserve some result. But you have to remember, as a fan, like, the chairman, he puts pressure on the chairman when he hears that. So, in the same time, he, he has to react. Mm-hmm. And that? I mean, I've, I've had a review too. Um, you must have been playing when fans have booed, surely. Yes. Well, well listen, we, we finished 15th, didn't we, in League One? But what, what's what's it like? Is it? How does it make you feel as a player? I've, I've, honestly, um, my second game I play for, for Sheffield Wednesday, I heard the longest boo ever. And for someone I really... I played only two games with him, Darren Purse. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. And honestly, he was when I came. He made me feel so welcome. He oh, took me man. with top him. Man. Oh, top top man. Even I spoke to him not too long on a, on a text message. Great guy. And I was feeling so bad because this boo on that game was so long. Like he had to leave after he's been on loan. Yeah. After after, do you remember that, Jace? Yeah, I remember. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Left, yeah. He left after. The fans got on him, and yeah, he, after that, he had a conversation. He went on loan, didn't he? No, that, that, that's that's terrible. Sometimes the, the impact, like it can be on a player, can be can be mad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like like you said. I, I'm I'm not one for booing. I, I don't think it really. I don't think it really does anything. Well, obviously, it clearly does do something. Like in, in, impacts the players, but I don't think it has a positive impact. Um, for for me, I, I'm like I said I, I I won't boo. It's it's one of them things, isn't it? You know, I will. I'll vent on here and say that it weren't a good performance and thing, which which it weren't on on Saturday. But you know, not I'm not going to stand there and, and boo the players. I, I'm you know, it's it's, it's only going to have a negative impact. They're not going to. I think you know when you've played bad, don't you? You you know when you've had a bit of a, a stinker. You know, I mean, you you don't need twenty thousand fans to to boo to boo you to, to tell you, you that. You know what I mean? It's the thing you don't have any player who come on a pitch thinking like, oh, I'm going to be shit today. You know. <laughs> I think, no, you know, more, I think it's more it's more the fact that they want to fans want to see the players give everything for the shirt. Give, give everything. Give a hundred percent. And if you give a hundred percent for Sheffield Wednesday, the fans will respect you and 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 love you. Well, it doesn't matter if you give the ball away. You everyone can give the ball away, but if you give the ball away and you're not, seems like you're not giving giving everything. You know, you're maybe not going into tackles or you're. 
maybe jogging and not sprinting and things like this, then then you're going to have a bit of a problem. Yeah, def- definitely. Now, I just want to, uh, before we before we do leave, we'll, uh, we'll have a chat about the next game, which is, uh, or next game in the league, which is uh, Bolton Wanderers on my birthday, may I, may I add, on Saturday. So, uh, Ooh, yeah. what's that? What's that going to be? 40, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky bastard. <laughs> Only. <laughs> 32 Giles oh I know I might not have as much air as what you've got but uh, but yeah I've had a tough I've had a tough paper round so no that's not bad 32 you're still a baby yeah yeah well, uh, but oh, we go we go holidays in Turkey together no worries it's fine I'll hold you to that reader <laughs> but yeah I mean obviously the game looks like it's going ahead uh, even though it's international weekend uh, we've only we've only barely peacock foul that's been been called up um how much of a, a miss is he is he going to be, uh, Giles? Well, he's a good keeper. In my eyes, he's a good keeper. He's he's definitely made some mistakes um, over the last few weeks. So it might not be a bad thing. It might not be a bad thing freshening things up, bringing in Joe, um, and uh, and seeing how and seeing how he does. But of course, listen. He's a good keeper. Even though I'm saying to freshen things up, he's made a few mistakes. If you see what he what he does when he's on his international duty, he's made some great saves, penalty, yeah, uh, and and he has put in some good performance for Sheffield Wednesday as well. Obviously, bar the ones where he's 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 made some some mistakes, but yeah, I think it's not a bad thing. I think Joe's, uh, you know, he's me and Reader know Joe very well. He's been at the club a long time. He knows what the club's about. Um, and he's someone who definitely wants to do well all the time. He loves the club. So listen, it's not it's, it's not a bad thing. Gives him an opportunity and hopefully he can he can take it with with both hands. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm with you on that one. You know, it's a, a good like I say it's a good chance for for Joe to show what he's got. I'm sure he's been working hard in training and stuff. Uh, I do think that, you know, you know, Bailey Peacock Farrell is our number one, you know. He's a Premier League oh, yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a Premier League goalkeeper playing in League One. Yeah, he makes them mistakes like like you've just said, but but you know, he, he he's more than saved a few as well. I don't just mean penalties. I mean, you know, I, I go back to the Wigan game. If he don't make that you know point blank save, it's one one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and we might yeah. not go on to win that game. You know, yeah. he, all right, I know we lost I know we lost on Saturday as well, but he made a couple of, of, of decent saves as well. Do you know what I mean? It could have been even worse. So, um, you know, and it gives, you know, Reader, you were a defender, you know, you've, you have touched on it already one, uh, once before, but you said, like, it, it gives you confidence, doesn't it? You know, when you can, when you've got a decent keeper that you know that can, you know, is a good shot stopper and things like that, it, it, as a defender, it, it, it helps you, doesn't it? It definitely gives you confidence, doesn't it, Reader? It helps you a lot. And to be fair, uh, at the time we had at Wednesday with uh, Nick Weaver, uh, Stefan Bayewater, Chris Kirkland, uh, Emiliano Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I forgot Emi. Emi is top keepers. Donnelly. We had so many like good goalkeeper. Like it's uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it gives you a burst. You know, when there is a corner and you know, like your keeper is coming, like to get the ball and like it's, you you feel safe. You mm. feel safe. After I'm going to be honest. Even if you're talking about, yeah, he's a Premier League goalkeeper and everything, I'm someone who always like to give a chance to the project for from the academy. Yeah. At the start of the season, 
I think I would have kept just Joe, like as a number one, just to give him like, I think he's a great goalkeeper, but he never had like a chance to stay on the yeah. number one. The, the only the but, only thing I'd say with that reader is I think some yeah. people think he's he's a lot younger than what he is. I think he's what twenty six now. You know, he's not. He's not twenty or twenty-one, you know, anymore. I know goalkeepers have a longer shelf life. I know goal goalkeepers play like well into the into the thirties and stuff. But but like, you know, he's not. He's, he has had he has had chances, and uh, I think all right. You might you might say he's always been like the number two. He's never he's never been the number no. one. So I suppose he's always at you know when he makes he had, a mistake. He had chance. We never told him like you will be the number one this season. You know what I mean when you yeah. start the season. So you're going to number one, and even when he was doing some great games, sometimes with uh, Cameron and every time it was a swap. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Because there was that pressure on him, weren't there? Because if he made a mistake, you knew he was straight out of the door, and and you know someone that's, else was going to take his place. That's like you said when he was younger, and you know, like you play two games, and after Cameron is coming to play two games, and you know, as a young as a young goalkeeper, because as you say, goalkeeper, like you stay a little bit younger. You know, you start a bit a little bit later. You don't know exactly, and you get one mistake, and oh, why? What, what's wrong with Joe? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not- I mean it's funny you should say that. I was listening to Talk Sport the other day, and they were on about um, Jack Grealish at Man City, and they, they were saying that um, you know Pep will will say to Jack, "You're playing, you know, week in week in week out." So there's like it takes that pressure off him. Whereas I think they were um, comparing it to to Jadon Sancho at Man, at, uh, at Man United, where you know he's in the side, then he's out the side, then he's in the side again, and he don't know you know if he has a bad performance, is he is he going to play next week and stuff like that. Whereas you know, like like that there when we're saying about Joe Wildsmith, if you know, if you if you if you said to him he's number one, maybe that maybe he would have changed, maybe he's changed his mentality. He's not as I don't want to say plays scared, but you know you're not as scared to make a mistake and because you, you know that you know you know you're going to still be playing there you know next week and the week after and the week after that not not saying that they'll think no it don't matter to make a mistake but do you know, do you know what i'm saying it just it's just good for your mind to know like you're allowed to do a mistake but when you're if i was joe and you're like 23 and you start a game and you know like if you do a mistake you're going to do, to get dropped you know it's it's so much pressure so yeah. much pressure. I mean, and more when you're in championship and you've got you've got some fans like the, the Wednesday fans, like he put a lot of pressure. But if you don't have like the trust from your manager, that's become like complica- complicated. Yeah, I mean, uh, I said I spoke to um, one of the, the Bolton journalists, uh, Daryl. You call Daryl Morris. Um, you can listen to that on uh, on Thursday. That uh, that preview episode will be will be going out, and uh, it, it sounded very much like um, Simon, who we spoke about the the Oxford game, the, the way that uh, that Bolton play. They're going to give us a game on Saturday. You know, they're not going to they're not going to park the bus. They're not going to uh, you know they're a big side as well. You know, Bolton. You know, being in the Premier League, it's not going to be an easy game. That it's going to be a really tough game. Um, um, this is the only fight to manager. Ian Everett, Ian Everett, yeah. Ian Everett, yeah. He, 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 you know, his team is like the way he was playing, like strong and mm. they fight on everything. But they, they pass the ball too. They just, no, they, they play. They play They play some good stuff, Bolton. Uh, and I'm telling you, if Sheffield Wednesday don't turn up, it's going to be a long, long afternoon. I'm telling you, they need to be at it with, uh, for Bolton because otherwise Bolton will will turn us over. Yeah, I mean, 
I like it when when teams come in and play, you know, play against us. I hate it when people when, when teams just you know put eleven men behind the ball. Cause it makes for such a boring game of football. But uh, but yeah, we need to be we need to be up for it on on Saturday because it, like you said, if not, it's the same things same things gonna happen uh, that what happened on on Saturday. Um, I mean, Bolton, another uh, another one of your former sides, Giles. You're getting around you get around a bit, don't you, man? <laughs> Told you I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that. I was looking. So, I, you know, you leave it on Thursday, but we did a bit of a, you know, players that have played for both Bolton and and Sheffield Wednesday, and yeah, uh, yeah little little old Giles pops up, pops up with yeah, five, went, five appearances or so. Five appearances. Yeah. To be honest, it wasn't the best spell for me. I um, I was injured when I went on loan just before. Sorry, just before I went on loan, I was injured for three months with my with my Achilles. Um, I didn't want to go on loan, but unfortunately, it was it was quite unlucky because the takeover. Chinsiri, sorry, well, how do you say his name so I get this right? Chan Siri. I was going to say Chin Siri. Sorry, Chan Siri came in on uh, on January, and I was injured from I think the end of November until March. Um, the timings killed me, to be honest with you. Uh, and we we brought in Lewis McGugan, who did really well. So I had to go on loan. So I was still technically a little bit injured when I went on loan to Bolton. I wasn't 100% right, but I was in my last year of my contract. I felt like I had to go out and play. The manager, Stuart Gray, at the time told me, you need to go out and play. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to be offered a, a new contract. So I went there and I wasn't really fit. I wasn't sharp. I hadn't played for, for over three months. Didn't have the best spell, to be honest, but really good people, really good club as well. Really enjoyed my time there. Um apart from obviously on the pitch. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> yeah. but no, no, a really good club. Um, and yeah, played good with stuff. some good players. Played with some good players. Good stuff. Right, I'm gonna, we're going to wrap it up there. It's a late one. He's always late, Reader. always late. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're always late, Jase. You always <laughs> Here he is. Well, some things never change, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, Reader. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. Like you've, you've, you know, it's been it's been amazing to talk to you. Obviously, I know we have we have Giles on that gives that you know that been there, done that kind of um, you know insight and stuff. But to have you on here, it's been it's been amazing. And obviously, we obviously we do all the interviews with with the players and talk about their whole career. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on uh, again to talk more in depth about you know your time at Sheffield Wednesday and and, and the other clubs that you've that you've played for as well. Thank you for the invitation, and it was my pleasure. No problem. Well, uh, well, thank you very much. If you have enjoyed everything, uh, then please leave a leave a rating or, or a review. Uh, and obviously, if you want to sign up to Patreon to uh, to eventually hear that interview with uh, with Reader that we're going to be doing, then uh, the link is in the in the show notes. So yeah, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you later. No, top man, Reader. Thank you. Yeah, come later. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.